Okay, yeah, recording. Okay, so welcome back to another episode of Soul Move Podcast. Today I am joined by my good friend Brad, and uh, yeah, hoping to make this like more of a a weekly occurrence. We always used to meet up for cups of coffee and like really long chats, and we did actually record a podcast earlier, but it was a really long chat so we decided to re-record it make it more listenable for for every everyone uh so they're not spending like three hours of their life listening to us talking but yeah so the, the really the intention like behind this podcast today was all about um well we're going to do an introduction anyway about like how we met but the intention behind this is really about um, kind of like career paths and it, like navigating so much change, um, especially over the last kind of like 12 months. Um, it's just really kind of like the underlying message is even though like life can change, like it doesn't mean to say that you you don't have to stay in the same kind of career path, in the same like kind of identity. Uh-huh um you can just roll with the roll with the changes and just like roll with inspiration and be in that like uh like creativity exactly creativity don't be worried about stopping and starting again kind of thing doesn't matter what age you are and what you're going through financially i think it's it's a big risk don't get it wrong but sometimes you need to go back to go forwards as well so um yeah, 100%. And I think so many people right now are struggling either with their identity, uh-huh. with what they're going to do for work, especially if like Brad, like you had a salon uh-huh. or have a salon or, or that sort of environment where at the moment you're not actually able to carry out any work at all. Exactly. Um, people are struggling with finances and things like that. So hopefully you'll get some benefit out of what we share today. Um, and then... Yeah, and we'll, we'll try and keep on track. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> try and keep on track this time. Um, but yeah, like, I, I mean, yeah, in, introduce yourself anyway, and then um, we'll go from there. It just it keeps coming to mind the fact that when we first met was all them years ago, and it's like a whole different lifetime away. It was like we were completely different people. We had maybe different focuses in our life and uh, personally and for our career path as well. And I just think... It's mad, really. If you think about the days when we was working at Chloe's Beauty Bar. So when I met Natalie, we met, how many years ago was it? Four, five, six, more? I had just, I had Aoife in the day before. So she, and she'll be six this year. So it's like, five, or, or, yeah, five, it'd be five years in yeah. March. Because then you bring her in once into the shop when she was a baby, when I asked for a meeting. I think you did. Um, yeah, I, yes, I did. He did. So it's yeah, I did. Yeah. So um, yeah, my name's Brad, and I've got a salon in Leon C. Um, we opened up January two thousand and twenty, and got closed March due to the first lockdown. We opened up again in July, then we closed again November uh, for two weeks, I think it was. Then we reopened again. And we got closed um, the week before Christmas instantly. That that night, you had to close tonight. So no um, no advance warning. So we had to all completely close. So we've, and obviously now we're <laughs> closed now until further notice. 
um, we've been told around February, but I predict end of March, maybe April. So yeah, it's pretty tough at the moment. But so I've got my own salon and I teach in Europe as well. So I teach in um, for a brand called Color Wow. And we go around the world kind of teaching hairdressing and it's product basis. And I do hair for TV and magazines and stuff as well. So I've got a lot going on. Well, I did have a lot going on at one point, but at the moment um doing this with Natalie. This is my only job at the moment. I'm doing podcasts <laughs> with Natalie, hopefully doing more and more of them. So yeah, my life now is completely different to when we first met. So my career first started, I was in the same salon for about 12 years. And then the next step was to go into managing. So I started to work in a little shop across the roads where I worked for a long while managing the business. And I was like 25. I was managing that big shop at 25. And I um, took that company from having four staff. And then when I left that company, there was 24. So the space of like two years, we grew massively. And it wasn't the right place for me. So I moved on. And one of the clients that come to me at that shop, she opened her own business in Brentwood. And it was um, Chloe's Beauty Bar, which is shown on TOWIE. And that's how I met Natalie. She come and joined me as a makeup artist. And that was the start of your makeup career, right? Was that when it all started? Or? Yeah, because I, yeah, yeah, it was at, it was at the beginning because I'd started in the in October. Right. And then I was really looking for, at the time, I was doing a lot of the, um, what did they call it? When you did Suffer Free. Oh, yeah. Um, uh, TF shoot? Or test, test shooting, like testing. Yeah, or, I can't. Yeah, I can't think what, what they used to call it, but it was it was like, a lot of out there, isn't it? Like just yeah, yeah. It was just kind of, and I met some great people as well, actually. And I and I did some I did some really great things. Um, but yeah, you basically just go out and you give your services for absolutely free, and then you get the photos and yeah, whatever else for your portfolio. That's yeah, that's basically what, what it was for. Yeah, I think that as well, yeah. And then one of my friends um, who I'd met through my amateur dramatics group was your client so that was Helen oh of course it was yeah That's and cool. so she was like oh you should speak to my friend Brad because he owns exactly. Chloe's oh no owns Chloe's he's manager at Chloe's yeah yeah and then um and then yeah it was <laughs> just like it's a whole different world a whole different world. place exactly it was like obviously the the this shop is from a reality TV program. So there was this constant flow of people coming just to come into the shop. It was like working at Disneyland and they was kind of coming in to see. Towieland. They'd walk in and just, they'd just come in and walk in and just want to see one of this, like one of the people from the TV show, not realizing it's just a business. Like they can't just walk in and want to walk around. It's not like a, it's not a Harry Potter world. So, um, yeah, so I went from being working in a normal shop <laughs> and managing a normal shop. And um, because my client that owned this, um, that owned Chloe's, she seen me change it from having a few staff to then succeeding to being this big company and big brand. So she wanted me to use that same template and bring it into Chloe's and to hopefully bring in more clients that were more normal like. Joe blogs on the street so none of these people that are just fans of the show just wanted to bring in some day-to-day -day business because during the week we was quite well very dead 
And then Saturday, as you know now, it was a whole different world. So on a Saturday, we'd have uh, five to six Hindus every week. So I worked there, I worked there for 10 months and every single Saturday, we did about five to six Hindu parties. And as you can imagine, in every Hindu, there's about five to 12 women in this in this party. Uh, so they'd turn up from up north, from like Manchester, Liverpool, and they'd turn up drunk already. And then they'd, um, um, we spoke about stories earlier about yeah. um, we had we had clients falling asleep, getting their makeup done. We had people being sick. Um, we had women touching me when they shouldn't be touching me. They'd like slide me their number, which I can't complain about. I mean, hello, but <laughs> yeah, but it was a lot when it and that was just very drunk and there was bad days where we had like about 80 people at one point waiting because they come in like in bus loads basically bus loads of people will come in and it'd be bus tours there'd be tours that they come along to come into the shop so we had the poor receptionist trying to deal with that at the front as well these tours coming in as well as these drunk women coming from manchester i mean think about it now it was it was hell. Like I'd work from eight till ten sometimes at night, and trying to manage a team of eighteen to twenty people in a small amount of space, and with no break. With no breaks, we could we didn't stop. We didn't get all. a break. We didn't eat. <laughs> we didn't eat. We didn't stop. No. We didn't drink. And it and the worst thing obviously of it the first worst thing of that was is that I was the face of it because I was trying to. I don't want, obviously, everyone's not to eat or drink. Of course, I want everyone to have breaks, but it wasn't down to me. I was just a puppet behind the guys. Do you know what I mean? So I was just being told what I had to do and how I had to manage it, which is the worst thing being a manager of a business that's not yours. You're told what to say and what to do and who to say it to. And then you go off and have to do what you're told. And then you have to repeat back what you're told to do. So we wasn't, none of us were doing a full service we'd like to. Because like Nat, you used to do makeups in like 20 minutes, wasn't it? Yeah, we did a, we'd do a full face in, a full face in 20 minutes. Because we, <laughs> we just, we couldn't, because you, you couldn't f- physically fit them in. I, I mean, I dread to think what the most amount of makeups that I did in yeah. one afternoon, like working for, because I usually I would kind of start at about 12 in the afternoon, then I'd finish at eight. That's it. So eight and hours. Eight hours, <laughs> eight hours, and, and the money that I made was pretty much enough to cover my car park yeah. and my petrol. Yeah. So it it's it's why I would actually, when you think about it, um, what people are willing to do. Yeah, just yeah. To get exposure. Yeah, exactly that. Exactly that. And how far you would so go? You could say, yeah. oh, yeah beauty bar or you know maybe you had the opportunity to do like one of the girls makeup or something like that exactly. and then it's something more for your portfolio just you know well exactly it's just madness when you think about what we was doing and like you said like me for example i'd get someone shampooed and while they're getting shampooed i would quickly do another style on someone else like i'd be doing two clients at the same time constantly and I'll be working there from eight till when we closed. I didn't leave until everyone was gone. I which... can still see your eyes like burning into everybody. Yeah. And no, I don't. You'd constantly be looking over to be like, to see if we were turning over the makeups fast enough. Yeah, exactly. And exactly. yeah, it was I'll... just a really, 
stressful environment like it was a really unenjoyable environment to be in and that's no reflection on you know the the face behind it that's no reflection on like anyone in particular it was it was just not a nice energy to be around because like when we was like recording this earlier just like you said it it was like working in a nightclub yeah literally that because everyone's drunk it's really loud it's really crowded but and like you said I was trying to control if you think about it like that's not my management skills at all I'm more laid back and I'm calm and I want to help people in their careers and I want to be there and my team comes first like I would help anybody out the whole time but this in this job is a whole I was a whole different person it's so different during the week I was being manager Brad that I've always been but then at the weekend it was a whole different ball game it was like you said like managing a nightclub and I'd have I don't know like eight makeup artists and eight stylists all at one and then even more than that because in the end we had to just find spaces so we just yeah. pull up a chair not even with a mirror and just say okay you're doing this today and we have like 10 makeup artists and so I'm trying to look off and also every week there was someone new starting it wasn't like the same staff every day I had someone new coming every time because that that's to fit me that amount of time because like you said you start at 12 and work till eight and before that I'd have someone start at eight work till 12 or I'd have someone start at 11 working till four I'd have let's just overlap constantly of people so if thinking about it it's it was fucking mad it was mad and I wasn't, <laughs> why didn't we do it why didn't we do it but and it I, was worth it because it meant that our paths crossed and I mean like exactly. you was there for like 10 months I was there for two months Exactly. And we still managed to keep that. um, That's how we met. That is how we met. That is how we met. That is how we met. And then then after that, you then went on to work at other salons and then opened up your own salon at the beginning of... Yeah, so I got to a point where, as as we used to have a little catch-ups, we had like little coffee meetings, didn't we, every now and then, every few months, just to work out where I was going, because just to fend off because I was confused where I was going my path. Like I had no idea what I was doing in my career at all. I think since um, I left that company that I was first managing, because I wasn't happy there at all. Then I went to Chloe's. It just really destroyed this idea of what I wanted to do to be a manager. And also when I was younger, my, my main aim was to manage like, and then when I got to that point, I was like, this is shit. This is not what I want to do. This is not what, this is it. This is what I wanted to do. This is my end goal in my career. So then um, I left and went to a few different shops. And at one point I'd work half a week in Brentwood, half a week in Blerickey, a couple of days in Lee to kind of see where my path was going. And wherever kicked off, I'd stay in that area. So if it got busy in Brentwood, I'd do more days in Brentwood or if it got busier. But then in the end, I was like, what am I doing? Like, I live in Lee. I want to be in Lee. Why am I making this more stressful? And why am I driving for 40 minutes a day to get somewhere that I prefer to be where I live? So then I started working more in Lee. And then, yeah, I've got my own son on now. Uh, Like I said, it's it's opened up in probably one of the hardest years of anyone's business career. Um, And... We're still going, like we're doing all right. We're doing all right. I've got a team of um, three that work with me. Uh, that changes every now and then. I've got another two girls that want to come come and join me, but it's lockdown time, so it's all under conversation. Um, I also do things like um, I brought out 
my jellyfish. So my shop's called Jellyfish. I brought out a merch and I sold t-shirts and hoodies and the money went straight to a charity called Mind. So I sold, I think I had like 200 t-shirts and I sold them all in two days. Uh, then I brought out hoodies and they sold like super quick as well. So, and also I work, <laughs> and also, and also, so I also educate for a brand called Colour Wow and I travel all over for that. So my, my career is at the point now where I've always wanted it to be, but then lockdown happened. So who knows? But the last couple of lockdowns were okay because financially I had savings from before, but it just gets harder and harder. I mean... Yeah, so this is what I'm really curious about, actually. <clears throat> and this is where I feel like the real value from this could could be. Because obviously, for, for me, I have been in the online space for like five years. Uh-huh. And so I'm used to doing everything online I'm used to connecting with people online I'm used to building my businesses online I've done other little bits in between but I'm also really fortunate that Dave has still been able to go out and do work this whole time as well and then um I'm also really even more fortunate that I I have this I have this deep-rooted belief that if ever I need a job I can get it like that yeah 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 and because that belief's so strong it happens every time so when it did get to a stage where I was like hmm okay you know there's a potential second lockdown coming um you know I don't think I want the additional you know I don't know if Dave's going to be able to work I don't know if he's going to be a key worker and also my business at that time you know with online businesses especially when you're when you're building something relatively new um you're going to have peaks and troughs so although at the very beginning of lockdown my business kind of like sword I then when I took a dip when mentally when I took a dip during um that time and I took my foot off the gas and I took my eye off the game my business then took a bit of a dive along with it so I was in this position where I was like right if we're going to face another one if 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 the word on the street's right and it's going to happen again I have this thing where I don't ever want to put the pressure on Dave to go and find something else because I know that I'm capable of going to go and, and get something else exactly yeah so one morning I just woke up and I was like right I'm gonna I'm gonna find a part-time job that I can work from home so that I've always got that extra thing because I personally didn't want to stay on I, I was already on universal credit anyway from the beginning of the year when I had my own business yeah yeah uh, my food business my delivery business just to kind of help a, alongside it but I didn't want to do that. I didn't want to be reliant on anything. So I wanted to have my own money kind of coming in and, and not be uh, reliant on that. Yeah. So I made the decision in one morning and then that day. It was done. Yeah. It was done. Yeah, I, I got, it was an old job that I actually had. It was advertised and I applied and then by the following week I was training again. Okay. So I'm so lucky and so grateful that I actually have that. Yeah. Um, because it also gives me more structure to my day as well. And I think that's probably another thing that people are struggling with. But my point being that because I'm used to this kind of lifestyle where uh-huh. I can just pick stuff up whenever I want, freelancing, even with makeup, yeah, just pick stuff up whenever I wanted. So true, yeah. How is this actually impacting people that have like a brick and mortar yeah, exactly. Business. Like, yeah. So that's the that's why I struggled big time because the first lockdown. So like I said before, um, I've got a few jobs. I've got a salon. I work for magazines, TV, and I do teaching as well. So I'm used to. And I've got a little boy. 
I've got a house, I've got a life. So I'm used to being nonstop all the time. If I'm, if I'm flying to somewhere for work, I'm working on the plane. I'm doing paperwork for my, one of my other jobs. I'm constantly working. So then when we come to lockdown, I just plummeted instantly. And it, and it, it's a massive shock. I was like, I'm used to working. Since I've been 16, I've been working like hard. I've always worked really, really hard. And it got to the point where I was like, I was getting like panic attacks about the next day. I didn't know what I was going to do. Like, it's just, I think as well, the, the first lockdown, it was the unknown. Obviously, mm. we're number three now, so we kind of know how they kind of work a little bit. The first one, we didn't know when the end would be. So it was a massive, and obviously, I can't work. <laughs> I can't work. Uh, all I was doing was, because I work for an American brand, we was doing more online stuff. So I teach usually hands-on. So I started teaching through Zooms and this is a whole new world for us. If, you, like if you're a hairdresser, you're used to being face-to-face, hands-on, talking to people. And that was our kind of like safety blanket. That's our stage, we're used to that. And then being told to now Zoom, it was like a whole new world. And we're not all computer savvy. We're all more like creative-minded. So we're all slightly different. So it was a whole new world for us completely, really. And then having meetings through Zooms and it was a whole new world. And then financially, because my business, my salon was only two months old, I wasn't entitled to get any help because your business has to be older than a year. So mine was two months old. So I was not financially able to get any help from the government at all. So I had to use my savings to survive. And because on paper, I've got like, three or four jobs I wasn't able to get any help because on paper I earned too much to get any help <laughs> but I wasn't working so so put it this way this year like the last year I've only worked six months of a year so I've been paid for six months of a year through mm. my one business because my salon's paid me obviously when I got back to work but I'm not be able to teach since February so nearly a year I'm not, I've not been teaching for nearly a year so and I've done like Towie and stuff. I do, I do the hair for Towie still, but um, that's been not on up and down all the time, really. So I get bits and pieces of money for that when we're allowed to. So yeah, I, I do feel really sorry for other little businesses around my way because there's not many chains in Leon C. So there's been a lot of small businesses that have collapsed. Yeah. It just gets worse and worse. And even big businesses, like look at Top Shop and stuff, they're all collapsing. It's just affected everybody. And I've, what I've noticed as well is that the first lockdown, it affects a lot of men. Obviously it affected women a lot, but mentally men are used to um, going out to work and being going and see the friends, whatever. And I think women are more used to being mum and working. And so they're used to kind of getting on with it. But men didn't have that, escape like do you know what I mean I think men suffered a lot more because they couldn't go out and see their friends and also a lot of men had to work at home <laughs> so they wasn't used to being around kids so like I've had friends say to me they take longer to get home they'd drive the long way around because they haven't got to spend time with the kids <laughs> like it's it's a whole different ball game I think like mental health is really took a plummet in a whole different direction now because of this financially yeah. and because of being at home and I've had friends that both partners have had to work at home so they've had to see each other 24 7 they've had to work together they've had to 
like they run out of conversation when they sit down and chat after dinner they've got no conversations so yeah i mean there's been like i i feel like we could do like a whole we could do a whole podcast just on that like relationships yeah in definitely. lockdown and then also i mean yeah i mean i'd go into it at another time but for me it actually had the opposite effect it actually brought yeah. us closer together whereas i know people that have literally split Eat. exactly in the in this time so it has been like just so testing on on um Maybe on everyone and, and every level but like how did how did you um how have you actually navigated through this year being paid just six months and like and and being on your own as well because it's not even like you've got you've got somebody to no exactly exactly so um financial wise well I was doing zooms so I was getting paid like for zooms so I was getting bits and pieces every now and then it's like anything like when we went back to normal we were super busy so and I saw you in between that time and I was really really busy super busy and all my team I had a whole new team because basically before lockdown it was just me by myself and then after lockdown I had a whole new team because all these people lost their jobs or their shops closed down or all these bits and pieces so I had a whole new team to look after as well as being really busy so we went back to being doing 12 hour days and we was really busy so financially we was up that business was up um personally I was up and then when we had another lockdown that money that I got was keeping me alive again for another lockdown it's like I was like a constant roller coaster up and then down like we was well off then we was worse and then and obviously then Christmas we was like we had lockdown so no clients at all get their hair done and he's back to work in December we was super busy because of Christmas and because no one could get their hair done for a few weeks as well yeah so it was kind of like <laughs> up and down it just and it's like the lockdowns felt like they was getting better then they was getting worse and it felt like oh we're coming out of it now oh no we're not so, so it's tricky to work out how much spend you can spend out. Like, give, give you an example. Before this last lockdown, I spent a lot of money on products. So I spent two grand in a week to spend on. So I had enough products for a couple of weeks in my shop, like colours and products that we um, sell as well. And then obviously we were told to close. So now I've got two grand of products that are just sitting there in my shop that I just need to have. Do you know what I mean? So it's hard. It's been super hard. This is what I don't understand with like the coffee shop, for example. How do, what do they do with the food? Like once we were told to close right now, they must have to throw loads of food away. Do you know what well, I mean? I think like this is the thing though. It depends on what your um it depends on, on what what kind of mentality that you have. Uh-huh. There was a great story, actually. I can't think who I'd heard it from, um, but it was about, uh, I've been Dean Graziosi, actually, but it was about basically this this one road in in somewhere in America where there was um, a cafe on kind of either side of the road. Mm -hmm. And when the first lockdown happened, one of the cafes basically... um, you know was just like really angry and like yeah. you know how am I gonna you know I can't do anything da, 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 like closed himself down but yeah. the other people just kind of went right okay how can we adapt how can we pivot for this and literally built a drive-through so people were able to still go 
and and use use that drive through. And I think like that like, is it's almost like and I was saying this yesterday, like a lot of times this last year I've had this moment where I'm like, I feel like I'm in the Hunger Games. Oh yeah. Oh hundred percent. Definitely. That, that's how it feels. But it is just like we we can adapt mm -hmm. to anything that's thrown at us. It's just whether or not you 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 know that and you understand that and you have the capacity to do that. So like even though you've obviously had your business closed, you've still had that ability to be able to do stuff online. Like I I yeah. still believe that even these people that actually do have these brick and mortar businesses, they if they took a step back and thought about it, they could yeah. create something. Like I saw hairdressers that were making like hair dye kits. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And taking them around to their their customers, exactly. um, or even like what you're saying about cafes and stuff like that, turn it into a takeaway. Yeah, exactly. Uh, Wild Health. Yeah. They've exactly. still been able to be open this whole time because they've got their little shutter and they just do a takeaway service. So yeah. it's about kind of pivoting and adapting to the change that's actually happening and, and knowing that and kind of being okay with the fact that even if you've done something a certain way for a really long period, yeah, you can. Yeah, yeah, adapt. Either adapt your business to it, or you can kind of think, right, what are my skills? Yeah. And how can I actually utilize these to be able to bring in some level of income yeah, for survival in the meantime? So exactly. So it goes back to my our conversation when I was gonna leave hairdressing completely and I didn't know where my path would be. And I literally just started again. I went from managing a business to literally like what can I do? What's what's my path? What should I go off on? But the trickiest thing with the whole coffee shop takeaway is that if they stay open for takeaway, the government doesn't give them any help, like money-wise. So they're like in between like a hard place, really. Like if they know they'll be really busy, that's fine. But like there's one that's right next to me. And this time around, they're just closed because it's a risk. Because well, Can they do deliveries? Is What happens if it's deliveries, though? What if they don't stay open as a takeaway service? But what if they what if they were doing deliveries? Just running, still getting financial gains. So the government sees that as they can't help, they won't help you. So they've literally just said, well, "We're going to close because they'll get more, less risk, maybe less risk if they get this set income." It's so hard though, isn't it? Because it's like, <clears throat> do you want to do that for the the short term? How is it going to impact your business long term? Yeah, yeah. Exactly. How's it going to impact your life long term? And I think this is what I've seen right from the beginning of all of this. And I think because I'm I'm generally quite a forward thinking person anyway. Yeah, yeah. It's what are the long term effects of what this is going to be? Like I, at the very, you know, and again, do a completely different podcast on this, but my head went initially straight to right people's health, right? What can you do? How yeah, can you start yeah, boosting yeah. your immune system? What can you do to help yourself? Because long term, you need exactly. to be thinking if this happens again, and that's what it was like within my own business, yeah. you know, I was thrown into this position where it was funny because I had my own food delivery business, which technically was the best kind of business that I could have started at the beginning of that year. Yeah. Yeah. Amazing. Right? And I remember saying to, I remember saying to Dave, like, I think I've actually done oh, yeah. like the right thing here with this, but I didn't know at the beginning uh, how severe things could be and I had been really ill in the December 
and I'd had a cough for like three months and they actually wanted to test me for asthma. And of course, at the time they were like, if you've got asthma, you need to self-isolate for like 16 uh, okay. weeks or whatever the mental yeah, thing yeah. it was. I can't even remember now, like Crazy, so yeah. long ago. So I didn't want to risk because it was just me and Dave and Aoife at home. And the, <laughs> the headspace that I was in, because I had... A, a friend in Spain that literally put the fear of like God into me and was like, this is what's happening over here. And it's coming yeah. over to the UK. Da, da, da. Yeah. I remember just being like, we can't get sick because if we get sick, she's on her own. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. The, 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 like for me, I was like, the game here is to initially, it was like the game here is to not end up in hospital because if you're yeah. going in there, you're not coming out. That's, that's how it felt at that time. So it was just, um, Although it was a sense, it was necessarily it 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 wasn't necessarily a bad thing to to have that at the time. It, it made me realise that actually I needed to put my attention into my my other business, which is what has kept me afloat this whole time, because that was already something that was set there, ready to execute. Uh-huh. And all I kept thinking was, if this happened, not in my lifetime, but yeah. in my daughter's lifetime what yeah. skills am I giving her now yeah, that's yeah. going to enable her to create her own economy? Yeah, exactly. Literally. But not everyone thinks like that, but that's how I was thinking. That, that, and that's how I've continued to think. So whenever I, I, I totally respect people's decisions, if they say, you know, oh, you know, right now, you know, the stress of the financial burden and stuff like that, it's better for me to close. Mm. I think, are, are you thinking about this long-term? Think- and is there something you can do in between? I, th- I think that was their path originally, but I think it's they're deflated. I think it's the fact of yeah. Imagine sitting there, no one's coming in. Yeah, like, and it's winter time, so people don't really go out as much. Maybe maybe it's that kind of idea. And I think it's I think it's deflated. I think it's that kind of concept. But the thing is, now me and you think this alike, as in we always think of what can we do for others and how can we help others and that kind of thing. But uh, our last conversation when we actually could see each other was you teaching me to kind of think of myself, not in a selfish way, but kind of put myself first and start looking after myself before I keep having to reach out for everybody all the time. Um, And I think that's what's kind of improved my year so far this year. Well, obviously at home doing nothing. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I've I've been the same, like just doing a lot of like inner work and actually the more now I've got myself into this position where the more kind of noise and stress that seems to be happening in the outside world, the more I go, oh, okay, I need to remove myself from this app. And I need to go and do some more meditation. <laughs> that is what I do now. I'm like, yeah. I'm just going to remove myself from this situation. And I'm just going to go inwards. Exactly. And I now live in this little bubble of happiness. I think what it is with me, it's constant. Because when I left the first, when I left the second shop, it's been a few shops. When I left the second shop before Chloe's, in between, I was getting my own shop with a business partner. And... Th- and basically they shit on me let's just keep it like simple they shit on me and I lost everything I lost all my money I lost my house I lost my car I lost my job I lost everything at once so I know what it's like to have nothing and kind of start again so Mm. in the back of my head it's constantly thinking to myself how can I help people in their career path and when I speak to people not even just not even in my business but any business I'm like what can I do to help them like um like anything any of my friends like what can I do 
because I, I do a few different careers, because with hairdressing, you can do a few different paths and a lot of people that can hopefully help connect people. If somebody starts a business, I think, well, who do I know that I can connect them with? Who can I tag them with? Who can I push them forwards? And who can I say, add them on Instagram and follow them because they're going to help you with your business. That's always been my train of thought. But since the last conversation, you've said to me, like, I need to think, what can I do for myself first at the moment? Yeah, and it's more like, it's it's more from a, a perspective of, we we physically cannot help anybody like the best way that we can help anybody else yeah. is by helping ourselves first yeah, exactly. because once we once we've kind of like raised our vibration once we've raised our like happiness once we feel more kind of centered in ourselves then you're able to give clearer information to people yeah. or better ideas to people but actually i think what you just said there because i've always been the same i'm i see myself as a connector uh-huh. I'm always kind of I'll hear someone's story and then someone else come into my life that needs that and I go oh okay go and speak to that person exactly um, that. and some of that has been like most of that's been more personal than anything else you know maybe someone's lost a, a loved one and then somebody else comes in that also has the same problem and I go oh you should speak to this person can I connect you you're yeah, both yeah. going through the same sort of thing exactly I that. think that the message here is that if you are struggling yeah because you're um you know, your business is going under or has gone under, then collaboration yeah, is, the key. is where it is going to be at. Like, what skills do you actually have? Like, if you think about what your innate skills are, like, what are you really good at? We're really good at connecting people. We're really good at kind of, you know, championing people and motivating people and helping people. What are your skills uh-huh. and what can you apply that to or who can you connect that with to then create a new way yeah and don't be afraid to start again don't be afraid just to start all again and it doesn't matter what age you are what career path you've got you can change career and you can tweak your career you can go just help each other out i guess that's our intention right yeah yeah that is the the massage and i think we've done really well because we've managed to keep that to about a half an hour we've both been like keeping our eye on the time like but yeah i think like what would be a really good idea um i think it would be a really good idea next time to to kind of speak i think about um things that people can do um or ways that we've been able to kind of like navigate through yeah like how literally the roller coaster of what this these last 12 months have been because I really feel that people are thinking oh it's a new year so therefore this year is going to be better than next year and and I just want to kind of like set people's expectations that this is going to be something that is we're in this for the long haul like this is going to be something that is going to be continuously impacting us for some time yeah and you know, we don't want to be naive to think that all of a sudden we've come into 2021 and it's going to be sunshine and rainbows coming out of our asses. Exactly. And I think it's not going to be like that. um, Obviously, we spoke about financially and career path. I think we could talk about personally how it could affect us being stuck at home and not working and relationships as well. Or none. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Two perspectives. (laughs) 
the but yeah well if you like you know let us know if if, the, if this actually helped you or if you have you know if if you want any help on trying to kind of figure out how you can apply your skills to something else i'm sure actually between the two of us yeah we'd be able to point you in the right direction or at least connect you to somebody exactly that, that is going to be able to help That's great. Thanks, amazing folks. thank you very much speak Thanks. to you soon